0: The Construction Employers Podcast, your connection to what's happening in the Northeast Ohio construction industry, brought to you by the Construction Employers Association.
1: Okay, we're here today with a very special guest, Kenny Torres and Gus Hoyas from the Spanish American Committee's Latino Construction Program. Good morning, guys. Good morning, Tim. Morning, Tim. Well, thanks for joining us. Um, Well, let's get right into it. What is the Spanish American Committee?
2: Kenny, you want to take that piece? So sure.
0: <laughs> uh, Spanish American Committee, it's an organization that's been in community for over 50 years. And what we do is we there's it's a social service program um, where, we, um, um, sorry, we yeah. where we have uh, different. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, where uh, we have different programs like the um, workforce program a uh, social service program uh home buying program and financial literacy program uh we also have a child care program as well and it's just an organization that you know we serve our community and um you know we um that's what we do great yeah. and um
1: how many what what do you define as your community
0: uh it's a it's a Hispanic community usually on the west side of Cleveland
1: okay yeah and it, I thought I heard the other day, I was listening to another podcast about how Cleveland has one of the most populous, um, one of the most, um, is, I'm sorry, it's one of the cities with the most Puerto Rican uh, people in it. Is that true? That's that
2: correct. is correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we uh, actually, back in the 1970s, I think we were the second largest city outside of Puerto Rico that had the, the most condensed Puerto Rican population.
1: Wow. And uh, did we get more after the, the hurricane came through?
0: We did. Uh, we, we, got, we got a lot more after the hurricane came through.
1: I think at the uh,
2: Spanish-American committee, we have served over 800 families since Hurricane Maria. Wow.
1: And what kind of services did you provide there?
2: Again, the same point to what uh, Kenny was saying. We've been able to provide English second language programs. Some of the folks in Puerto Rico are required to take uh, English, but some have been stayed focused in their Spanish um they say Spanish culture, so they, they really haven't broadcast from a standpoint of learning more English and, and so forth. So we've been able to help them with uh, English second language, house buying programs that we've been able to do, and some financial literacy, and um, those are probably the three areas that I think we've stayed concentrated in.
0: Right, but primarily employment. Um, you know, when, when our clients came here, that was the first thing they asked for was employment. Um, but there, there was, there were a lot of other things that we had to, um, take care of first, like their immediate needs that they didn't even realize, you know, a lot of them came in from, um, came in to live with their families and, you know, when they live with families, they have a certain amount of time, you know? So it was a housing situation that we needed to take care of first. Um, I remember we were dealing with that a lot and, but it was also too, is connecting them to, um, uh, medical facilities and, Making sure that we explain to them that there's a difference here um, in, in Cleveland as opposed to the medical system in Puerto Rico, so that was the whole hurdle thing too. And then, you know, we we focused primarily on employment though. Uh, we wanted to make sure that they they would be able to to sustain themselves while while living here and be able to, to to move out at a certain amount of time.
1: Sure, and that's I assume where the Latino construction program comes into play, right?
0: Exactly correct. Yep.
1: Well, let's, uh, let's get to that in a second, but I want to hear more about you guys personally. Gus, you're the senior statesman in the in the room. Yeah. Tell me about yourself.
2: Senior statesman, I am not. But <laughs> I, uh, let's see here. I've been involved in the community probably now for the last 22, 23 years. Um, I probably sat on every nonprofit Hispanic board that we have in our community, chaired most of them. Uh, to date... Um, I can tell you that I've been blessed to try to lead the Hispanic Contractors Association, which came about back in 2010 with a convencion, which is basically started through the Hispanic Roundtable of Cleveland, um, where a bunch of, I would say, folks from the community that still want to give and participate at a high level, we kind of just convene ourselves and talk about our issues. And out of that issue, uh, when I was chairing the Hispanic Business Chamber of Commerce, we thought about, okay, workforce in the construction arena. Built, all the buildings were going up in Cleveland. There was a lot of uh, not so much representation of our own in construction. So we kind of said, let's put together a, a thought process. And out of the convencion came the Hispanic Contractors Association. And as we got more involved with construction here in Cleveland, uh, we saw a need of workforce. So all this basically tied in you know, over the last five years and, one of the biggest uh, pivotal things that's happening in our community is the Metro uh, Transformational Plan, which kicks into a lot of other facets that we got going on in the community. So the Latino Construction Program, basically that's where it came from.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Uh, the Metro Hospital Project, that's a multi-year, how many millions of dollars is it?
2: I think it's close to a billion. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's going to transform that neighborhood. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's exciting. It is. Uh, but, Gus, how did you um, get involved in construction? What's your what's your uh, profession?
2: Well, actually, my profession, thank you for asking. My profession is insurance. So I do a lot of uh, small businesses and I insure quite a bit of small contractors. And it's always good to see how they grow and how you can offer input on not only insurance, but safety practices and so forth. But as being a, a leader heading up the Hispanic Contractors Association, this one thing led to the other that uh, I kind of filtered myself in, and somehow I got uh, to lead it, and right now we're still organizing and and working through it, so it's all good.
1: You're a native Clevelander?
2: Actually, no, I'm from Bogota, Colombia, but I came here uh, when I was two years old. I actually came through the doors of the Spanish American Committee and uh, went through the whole babysitting services, (laughs) and my whole family uh, went through the programs there, thus, you know, the reason that I have the passion to serve and stay on the board of the Spanish American Committee.
1: Great. Been here a lot longer than I have. I've been here since 2003.
0: (laughs) Kenny, what about you? Um, Well, I was born in Puerto Rico, uh, man. And we moved to, uh, we moved, originally we moved to Connecticut, Hartford, Connecticut, and we stayed in the tri state area between Connecticut and New York City for for about two years. And then we ended up moving here to Cleveland. Um, So, um, you know, we live in the west side of Cleveland. Um, on thirties right actually close to Metro health hospitals as well, so we live in the west side of Cleveland and you know i started i kept growing and I grew professionally and and um I was in banking industry for a while and and then i I realized that banking wasn't my thing, <laughs> and I ended up um working uh for a different organization, a nonprofit organization and um I, you know I love nonprofit. And then uh, an opportunity um, came across for the Sp- Spanish American community, so I so I took it on. But I always, you know, I grew up in the community. I went to all the um, Cleveland public schools, and um, I, uh, my mother and my parents did a really good job at, at keeping me with the Hispanic culture. And and you know, we I grew up in the Hispanic culture, so I, I encompassed it all. And and I remember, you know, when we when we moved here from Puerto Rico, how hard it was for us to to, um, to, to, you know, just become sustainable on our own. So I always developed a passion. I always told myself that, you know, whenever I get the opportunity to, to help, I would, especially, you know, my own and it just ended up happening. (laughs) And, and, uh, and here I am. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so how long have you been with the Spanish American committee? I've been for three years now. Yep. And the Latino
1: construction program, that's how old?
2: That's, uh, we started in 2017. Right.
1: That's right. Yeah, almost two years old.
2: Yep. Almost two years old, yes. Yeah.
1: And so uh, tell me about the Latino Construction Program. How, how's it going?
2: Well, it's, in my opinion, right now it's going great. We have uh, got a lot of momentum. Kenny's done a wonderful job. But just to give you a little background on, on the formation of it, again, as I mentioned earlier about the Hispanic Roundtable and the efforts of focusing with workforce Um, we knew the initiative was coming the build out for Metro. And one of the things that Hispanic Contractors Association always had a struggle was, you know, how do we get an entry into the unions more? How do we get our people to understand what a union is? Sure. And what dues are and fringe benefits. And we knew that was going to be a major part. And actually CEA helped with us, giving us some credibility, introductions and so forth. At the end of the day, we and the awarded uh, Hispanic piece to the project, which is Adrian Maldonado and Associates, uh, partnered up with Turner. And talking to Dr. Boutros, one of the things that he made as a directive was to Gus and Adrian and Al Sanchez, hey, we got to have a participation on this and it's in the community. What are the reality of the numbers? We told them five and five, 5% for contracts and 5% with workforce. And we knew right away our biggest struggle was going to be workforce. How do we identify? How do we get people into the unions? How do we work with the initiatives that are currently going on? Because uh, it's always been a difficult uh, piece for, for everybody, not just Hispanics, African-Americans, and women and the like. So we stayed focused on it. And we had a, a deep soul searching about, you know, where do we start this effort? And we tried to find the best organization in the community. And it came to be a Spanish-American community. So with that... You know, it took off. Uh, We had the opportunity to meet with Ramonita Vargas, who's the executive director. Uh, Ramonita welcomed the idea. We put together a solid business plan. Um, Everything basically from an RFP perspective. uh, Helped Turner Construction along with Adrian and uh, Ozan Construction, my good old buddy Dominic. We put together a solid uh, inclusion plan. And I think that's what catapulted Turner into winning the the project. But after that, uh, we had to get to work. And uh, Ramonita, uh, myself, and, and Adrian, and Al, and Kenny, who joined us a little bit later after that, mm-hmm. we talked about, you know, how we're going to get to this. So with that being said, we we decided let's focus on workforce. <coughs> let's develop a class. And Kenny basically, um, you know, took off with it from that point forward.
1: With the help of you and Adrian and Al Sanchez and others.
2: Yeah, there was. There, we had others. We had a uh, basically uh, Key Bank helped us a great deal. Mm-hmm. Lorraine Vega um, on the monetary and finance side, I think they, they, they kept seeing a need out there in other communities. Um, I think our proposal was pretty well structured about what we're going to do and how we're going to do it in our community. The Cleveland Foundation helped us out a great deal as well, uh, almost in the total of about 300000 that mm-hmm. we got in funding over a course of three years. Uh, so we're pretty proud of that. Um, so we've been able to kind of tie other resources in our community around this.
1: And was that funding for the uh, Latino Construction Program or for Spanish-American committee in general? It's well,
0: wraparound.
2: Yeah, it's kind of wraparound mm-hmm. services. But a good, I want to say, two-thirds of that is for construction, mm-hmm. at least in construction wow. for right. that funding. That's yeah. awesome.
1: Um, so so what does the program consist of, Kenny?
0: So uh, the program consists of, it's a six-week, pro, a six-week course. And we just, uh, you know, back to Gus's point, we just want to make sure our clients understand union, and we want to make sure our clients understand the difference between working in construction in their country and working in construction here. So we developed a curriculum, um, you know, and it's OSHA certification too. That's where CEA and comes in. And Tim, thanks again. Yeah. And we we just you know we we just want to make sure we we identify the difference um, uh, for our clients and 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 you know it's not the same working in construction in in your country as opposed to here. So you know, you don't get connected with a cousin, you know, uh, you, you have to go through the process here. You know, what's a union? Uh, why do you pay union fees? What are your rights? And, you know, uh, we also teach, you know, the, the, the workforce stuff. So make sure you show up on time and, and we're completely honest with them uh, too. You know, we, we say, Hey, you know, you're going to be working with, with a different demographic here. And, um, and, you know, if you if you come across something and you come across a situation, this is how you handle it. So, you know, we, we have very honest conversation with our clients. And, and I think that's what that's what kind of is is part of the success of the program, too. You know, we don't sugarcoat anything and we're completely honest and direct with them. And and, and it gave it a sense, too, that we're, we're there for them and. They see Gus in the classes. You know, we, we have evening classes after work. So they see Gus and Adrian and, and Al in the classes. And we're, we're, we're in 100%. And our clients are very receptive to that. That's awesome.
1: Um, so how many classes have you had? How many people have gone through? Yeah.
0: So we've had three classes. We we try to keep it two to three classes a year. So our the first year we started, we had two classes. And then this year we started our first one. And we're going to start another one here in a month and a half and uh we all like classes have been filled to max so twenty five twenty twenty two clients uh we usually keep it from twenty five to twenty two uh but we we uh we uh we start with uh twenty two clients in our second class our first class was twenty five and ended with twelve but our back to our second class we started with twenty five ended with twenty two mm-hmm. and our third class we started with twenty three and we ended with um Sixteen. So mm-hmm. so you know, we we're we expect the drop off. Um all, all, usually all courses have some kind of drop off, so we expect that. But so uh, it's six weeks, is it five nights a week? Is it how many nights a week is it? You're right. It's Tuesdays and Thursdays usually from uh, five thirty to eight PM. Okay.
1: So six hours a week for six weeks. That's correct. Great. So you've had I think you said fifty graduates already yes
0: so we've been able to pay well we we've had uh, we've been able to place 50 clients into the unions as we started and uh, we have a big goal we want to we want to place 100 towards the end of this year Um, so uh, you know we've been very active in that and and we keep pushing that needle forward
1: and that's great so um, uh, how have the unions been with you
0: the unions has been, they've been very receptive to us. Um, I haven't had no issues with the unions and, and they get it, you know, they're, they're all, they're for it as well too, which is, which is good to see, you know, that they understand that demographics changing a bit and, and, um, you know, they're, they're, you know, they're open to it. And I, whenever I ask them, Hey, can you come here at this class and tell our, talk to our clients? They say, yeah, of course we'll be there. So we've been, we've been having good, uh, good uh, feedback from our, from our unions.
2: Yeah, we've uh, just to add a little bit to that, I think it's been great seeing the um, the uptake from the unions' participation. Like Kenny was saying earlier, you know, like the Irish and the Italians, you know, we didn't have a godfather. We didn't have a, an uncle to bring into the union. Yeah. So it's one of those things I think they're seeing. Uh, they want to diversify their diversity right now, that, that who they have. Um, with Ray Velez and um, uh, Enrique, um, I forgot his last name, oh, my gosh, Cruz. Cruz. Uh, they've been tremendous. They've been attending these classes. And to Kenny's point, he calls the plumber's union. We get a BA there. Uh, and again, to your efforts here also, mm-hmm. the CEA. I mean, you've been tremendous helping us out with that, Tim. It's hard to break in here to Cleveland. Whether i would lived here, got 48 years myself, um, just bringing somebody in from out of town to really welcome somebody and, you know, trust and and change the dynamics. It's hard. It's hard to place that trust in construction. So sure, and, and it's a it relationship business. It is it very is. much,
0: and and it helps too. You know, Wandelowski, the head of the trades. He's been he's been very receptive to the program, and and he loves you know our mission and our, our focus with this. So, you know, he's he's been talking to the union to say, hey, make sure you're there with Span Am, and and you know, it's been working.
1: That's great. And so, fifty people are out there working right now.
0: Yes, uh, you know, we it's not all have stayed you know the 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 amount of time that we've all wanted to uh for them to stay you know some of them they think construction in cleveland is their thing and so they start working there and they say hey, you know what? it's a little different than what i thought um my so, son's getting a taste of that right now 19 <laughs> year old son he's like he's
1: like yeah i'm going back to college next in the fall. <laughs>
0: right um but but we've uh, you know our, our our retention rate it's been uh, we usually track from thirty sixty ninety days, so we're we're over the sixty percent mark easy um so we're, you know we're proud of that, and we calculate their their rate of pay within a ninety day span um and we, we've been able to generate four hundred over four hundred thousand dollars into our community and payroll alone since we started the program wow, so you know we we want to keep that moving forward, yeah, you know, it's we like that it's a big impact It is, yeah.
2: And I think the other piece too, Tim, uh, it's still a transition into understanding what unions are doing in Cleveland with diversity. And the placement, we still have a few more to place out of those classes. And that's what kind of held us up a little bit, was wanting to make sure we place them so they market more what we're trying to do. And that's been a little bit uh, of a difficult task. But, you know, we're overcoming it Mm because, you know, Kenny's been on it. and more of the union folks on, on Metro, we're starting to understand more of the subcontractors that are going to be bidding on for, um, on some of the jobs, and we've been joining those Metro um, diversity and inclusion meetings and talking to them. Where's your workforce? So it's 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 kind of tying in.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I I don't know if Doctor Boutros would want to hear this, but we want we want your graduates all over the market, not just at his not his, just at the Metro job, mm-hmm. even though that's critically important. Right. But uh, We want to integrate your graduates and, and your clients and the whole workforce no yeah
0: and, and we've been doing that uh we we've had some clients at, at some of the downtown projects and we have we've had a few clients in our at the queue working at the queue as well too so it's it's um it spans you know more more than metro um but uh, primarily you know we, we we're focused to, to dr butro's mission and and, and sure. our community so but but no yeah it spans it's it's spanning
2: yeah and i think tim to the other point of that is I think some of the bigger companies in the area, the Turners, the Gilbaines, the Donleys, the independents of the world, and those folks, they get it. Mm -hmm. They know there's a need, uh, and they're working. I mean, if I tell you this five years ago, poof, yeah, okay. (laughs) Um, But it's come around, and I think it's been on on point. CEA has done a wonderful job continuing to push it through. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, from a Latino perspective and a leadership perspective, you know, it, it wasn't all welcoming. Um, it was kind of tough. It was always a challenge to, you know, how do we get to the table? You know, how do we show success? And I think we're starting to show success through the Latino construction program. I think we're, they're taking us for real that we do have a community here in Cleveland. And it is a young community. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a young community. And I think some of the opinions have been, you know, are these folks legal? You know, are they undocumented? Well, you know, the majority of the folks that we're getting in Puerto Rican, they're American citizens. Right. So, you know, it's it's a little bit of a misnomer out there, and it's a misunderstanding. People need to understand the culture. Um, a little different, just like we're trying to educate our yeah. own culture. Um, it's coming around a lot better. So I give it another five, seven years that we continue to do what we do. We'll start making more of a, of a footprint around construction and probably more people here at CA that look brown.
0: Right, right. Yeah, and I'm glad you brought that up, Gus. Because Lord right. knows
1: I don't have the brown to bring. <laughs> I got freckles, but that's about it.
0: No, but but you're right, Gus. You know, it's like like I mentioned earlier, we educate our clients in the in the culture here in construction, but there's a part too that we educate our our our, our business people and and the, the culture of our clients. You know, and and you know, and, and we we run into situations before where. You know, we had to step in and say, hey, look, you know, the client didn't mean this. This is what he actually meant. And this is why, you know, this is why he said that or this is why. So it's a it's a it's an educational piece for 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 everyone. Uh, but that's good. I actually enjoy doing that because um, that shows that, you know, it's a it's a very um, it, it, the market. It's 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 in the beginning stages of changing. Right. And and uh, we're excited to 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 what's going to happen, you know, going forward. And so um, so yeah, cool. And, you know, to that point too,
2: they get off this platform a little bit. Um, you know, we, within our culture, that's the thing too. You know, we want to see those succeed. Mm-hmm. So we, we want to see those folks succeed. So uh, like give an example, and Adrian Maldonado today in construction. You know, here you go. Just coming on the board of CEA. He's on a major project in Cleveland. He's starting to partner with other organizations, other major construction firms. You know, we have those underlings saying, hey, who's out there that we can be mentored by, talk to? Where's the success? Well, there's one. You know, there's one that's moving in that direction. A Mark Rivera. You know, here's a guy who's been around for a long time. Right, a long-time member. Yeah, and he's been doing... A lot of good work. He's hired some of his own. Uh, he's developed them. He's hired some folks out of our Latino construction program. So that's a good thing. That's a good sign for us in our community to see in construction. So that, that's probably one of the proudest moments is when you start seeing folks succeed and give back. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we saw a lot of that in the African American community uh, grow and, and develop. You know, I can name a McTech. I can name an Ozan Construction. Um, so, I mean, that, that's what we got to start seeing. So it's, for us, it's more of a, um, from a workforce perspective, is belief that the unions are there; mm-hmm. um, they're there to help, and it's a career. It's a it's a game changing moment for some of these folks that if they can understand what's available in Cleveland, they they, they can make a great living.
0: Right? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I mean, you talk about game changing. You know, we we our clients if they are working and, and they want to join the program, usually from what I'm seeing, you know, usually they're at eight nine dollars an hour, the most probably twelve. But you know when we start talking about you know the construction path and you know how rewarding construction can be, and when we, we get, finally get these clients placed, you know they're making 1950. And you know when you go from eight nine dollars an hour to 1950 with benefits and the whole package, you know it's like, you know I and my, one of my favorite things is our clients. A lot of our clients come back to the organization just to thank. Me, just to thank us, just to thank Adrian and Al Al, and it's a, it's a great feeling. It, it really is. And, you know, that's, but, but that's what, that's why we're there. You know, that's why we're there. But our clients are very thankful and, and, you know, I always tell them, I'm like, don't worry about it. That's our job. You know, that's why we're here. So,
1: yeah, that's a great feeling. I, it's got to be a great feeling for you it guys is. to see these, these people's lives tran- transformed.
0: Yeah. It, is. It,
1: it really is. is.
2: it really is. It really, is. I think that's our gasoline that keeps us going with this. Yeah, right? it is. <laughs>
1: I uh I went to your first graduation for the first yeah. class last year and it was uh very cool to see the the men and women get up there and their yep. families were there to support them and and just the anticipation on their faces of what comes next mm-hmm. and uh you know glad to hear a lot of those people are still working in the industry. Yeah. Um so if I'm an employer who wants to hire someone from one of your clients mm-hmm. how do I do that?
0: Just just send me an email, give me a call. And, uh, and you know, we, you've seen it, Tim, we, we have a, a structure in place. Um, you know, when I, I have our clients list already, I have their trades picked out, I have their experience highlighted. And I also, I think it's, it's good for us to keep it honest on, on all the way around is I tell them what I feel or what we think are some of our clients weakness. You know, if, you know, they have a situation in their background years ago, I'll bring that up. And you know we we just want to make sure that that transition when we get our client's place is is honest it's it's up front and it's as seamless you know as possible so do you guys so do drug testing we do okay. not do drug testing no. okay yeah all right something we're we're considering but
2: let me get that let me answer that from a marketing perspective an employer wants to come uh, see us or talk about workflows, uh we're located at 4407 Lorraine Avenue in Cleveland uh, 44109 Telephone number is 216-961-2100. You can ask for uh, Kenny Torres or Ramonita Vargas.
1: Great. Kenny, what comes next for you?
0: (laughs) Well, um, I've actually accepted a position uh, with uh, Gilbane Building Company. Um, Thanks for asking. (laughs) Congrats. Thank you. Uh, But, yes, I'll be a project engineer here come October. That's awesome, but I, I'm still going to be involved with the program. You know, Gus and and Ramonita, Adrian, and Al—they've been a mentor of mine, so I'm going to be involved with the organization and the program. So, you know, I'll be around.
1: So, come October, who would you contact, or who would an employer contact?
0: Great question. Now, we're actually in the process now of interviewing some folks. Uh, we have some resumes on on my desk. I've been I've been on vacation here for the for this past week, but. I already got a list of people that, that um, I'm, I'll be calling and reaching out to to interview.
1: Great. Well, uh, for those who are listening, I'm going to put Kenny's contact information and phone number and the Spanish American Committee's contact information in the show notes of the episode. And uh, anything else that uh, Gus and Kenny want to provide me before they, they leave today or as a follow-up, I'll put it in the show notes so that they'll connect those who are Wanting to do a little digging on the issue and, and connect with you guys. Yeah, um, I, I
0: do want to bring something up. Um, sure. we're, we're, I think Gus highlighted this in, a little bit ago, too, is we're, we're going to be actually focusing on creating a class for subcontractors. Um, because of the success of the, the program, you know, we actually have our clients saying, hey, you know, I remember you guys talking about becoming your own business owner. You know, I want to I want to talk a little bit more about that. Uh, I'm interested in doing that. And we've actually started developing a curriculum for subcontractors, and but just giving it our own touch, our own flair to it, um, because we want to produce again subcontractors. So, any subcontractors that are that are out there that are interested in in in, in this class that we're going to be providing, you know, give me a call to one six nine six one twenty one hundred. Great. Uh, speaking of the
1: curriculum, uh, how did you develop it for the LCP?
0: It was a collective that, effort.
2: <laughs> that was a that was an effort of a very wise man by the name of Al Sanchez and yeah. one that's growing with age by the name of Adrian Maldonado. <laughs> and the other two, which were Kenny and myself, yeah. just trying to put it together in a um, presenta- presentation uh, form. But um, those were basically – I think we all sat around for a couple of weeks and yeah. said, you know, what, what's the needs? What are the touch points? And, you know, how do we, um, you know, get these guys at the least – with an introduction to construction. So we had a lot of, trust me, we had a lot of heated discussion and a lot of debates about how to do it, what to put in there. And it just kept, it keeps growing. Mm-hmm. And it's morphing. So yeah, sure. it's changing. As it now. should. Yeah. So every class is a little different. And we just we kind of modify it uh, little by little. So And, again, uh, to Kenny's point and, and Tim to answer that question about not only the class but the future class for subcontractors. Um, that's going to be crucial because I think Dr. Butros made it very clear, and, and I think we're all in agreement that uh, once you build a business, that's where you really build the wealth. You right. know, you you really start standing out. And uh, one of my biggest issues early on, unfortunately, with the unions was, you know, how do we get the names Hispanic names so we can get them into companies, into forming them, how to teaching them how to form an LLC, how to get into an S corp. Um, and take advantage of some of the grants, uh, $10,000 grants that were going on for, uh, I forgot the name of the uh, uh, programs we had, but either way, uh, and that was really hard to do, and I think now, uh, seeing a lot of the construction that's going on, to Kenny's point out of the class, we're just getting folks saying, hey, I want to have my own plumbing company, Uh, residential, commercial, whatever it may be, but they understand if everybody's playing with the union (coughs) rates, there's more money, and so forth, so that's something that again we're we're working through, and right. we're, it's being an ask in our community.
0: Correct, right? And and you know, back to the honest conversations we have our clients, we we say, you know, just because you're a good plumber doesn't mean you're going to be a good business owner, right? <laughs> right. Um, so you know, part of the curriculum though for the for the subcontracting is being able to to highlight some of those things and say, you, you know, this is what a this is what we see good business owners in construction do. You know, and um, and it's going to be exciting. I'm I'm excited for it. I am too.
1: I think uh, one of the important classes is how to get paid. Yeah, (laughs) how to get paid. Get paid. Collect that check. Yes. Yes. Don't just do the work. Get paid for the work. How to estimate probably. Right. (laughs) True.
0: True. (laughs) Guys, anything else you want to leave with us today? Oh no, Tim, I just you know just want to thank you. You know you've been a part of this for since day one, and you know we, we want to thank you for supporting the program, for for supporting our efforts, and and you know getting the word out to to construction companies and unions and the likes, and and you know we appreciate that.
1: Well, I appreciate you guys too. Thank appreciate you. the work thank you're doing. It's important work. Thanks. No,
2: thank you again, Tim.
1: All right. All right. Have a good day. You too.
0: Thank you for listening. To find more information about the discussion in this or prior episodes, be sure to check the episode notes section in your podcast app. Get notified and automatically download the latest episode by subscribing to the Construction Employers podcast in the iTunes store or in Google Play. This podcast is brought to you by the Construction Employers Association. Find us on the web at www.ceacisp.org.